0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Taco Bada Tuesday, the show where we eat healthy, delicious tacos and have conversations about life. Life is what happens when you're not on autopilot. That is probably one of the most true statements that I can give for anyone. As someone who has been through a very long phase in her life of being on autopilot and completely losing who she was, I can tell you that there's no joy. There is no excitement. There is nothing great about being on autopilot. And sadly, I see so many people living in it every single day. And this episode is actually dedicated to a a friend uh, this is not something that I have personally went through, at least as of recently, but uh, I want to share a little bit of this person's story and what inspired me today to just get on the podcast and not only help this individual, but uh, to also help everyone else that might be feeling like, okay, I've been on autopilot. I'm ready for something more. I'm truly ready to start living. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the taco of the week because this taco is pretty darn special. As you guys know or may have been following, this is the week that I leave for American Ninja Warrior Filming, and this year they've asked me to do something special. They have asked me to bring tacos for all of the hosts, so Matt Eisman, Akbar, Zuri, all of them, while I am running, are going to be munching on my taco, which is going to be the taco of the week that you guys will now have access to in the show notes. The recipe of the week is sunflower seed tacos. We kept it simple because you guys all know that I'm the sunflower ninja, but it's not just, you know, a random taco with sunflower seeds on it. This is a taco that is made out of sunflower seeds meaning the tortilla is made out of sunflower seeds. It's freaking delicious. Go again, check it out in the show notes after you finish the episode today. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think of it, and hopefully it gets put on national TV. That would be really, really cool. All righty, let's go ahead and jump in to the episode today. So uh, like I mentioned, I had a friend who came out on social media and was just super real and genuine about how they were feeling specifically around their mental health and a lot of this came from the feeling that achievers like if you are an enneagram Two and you are an achiever you will totally understand this to every single like bit of your body but when you achieve a lot of things in your life and then all of a sudden you kind of start to plateau and you have these dreams and wants or aspirations or maybe you just might even be lost in some capacity and then nothing is coming through for you and you just feel like you're stuck. It is one of the scariest feelings ever. Truly is terrifying. And then all of a sudden you start to switch into autopilot because you kind of just don't know what else to do. You think that you're resting, recovering, taking a chill pill, which I think that those are great and very much necessary needed times in life. But then there becomes a point and it's a very fine line to dabble within of where you start to let yourself go. And I'm not talking about like physically let yourself go, although that might be a side effect. I'm talking about just letting your mindset go, not caring anymore. And sadly enough, just forgetting who you are and what you love and what you're going after and not even believing that you're worthy enough to have much of anything. I am so connected to this person's story because – After reading it, I could identify with it in every single way because that was me literally a couple years ago when I was, again, over 205 pounds in a toxic relationship. I had no extracurricular activities or hobbies. I was in a corporate job working 60 hours a week in with the wrong people, like always just depressed and lethargic. And there was this moment where I looked in the mirror and I didn't even remember who I was, what I liked. Just I I had lost the spark of Kayla. And so when I read this, I was like, this easily has to be the podcast topic of the week, especially, you know, because my story is the what I'm going to be sharing when I go on the show this week. And, um, yeah, I just I really want to help the person that feels this to their very core, that feels like they are meant for more. But for some reason, they've been in this plateau or they've been on autopilot and they just feel stuck and they don't know how to get unstuck. So this episode is going to be all about the steps to getting off of autopilot. So the things that I want to share with you today, the first thing that I'll mention um, before I start to go into some specific steps of what it is that I personally did, is the first thing I want to share about is why people change in the first place. Because I think that when you come off of autopilot, right, you're changing something. And so we have to have the conversation about change and why it has, why it happens. And there's a few reasons why I personally believe that people change. I mean, of course there's a lot of reasons, but here are the top three that I think people change for most. The first is that they have something like a vision or just this passion that they're so excited about that It pulls them like there is no effort at all in trying to wake up and do the dang thing like it's just effortless for them, right? That to me is the most ideal way to go is when you have something so strong like that in your life that it's literally pulling you along. That is where I hope that most people can start to be in their life and hopefully with these steps that I'll share you can start to be there. Uh, The second reason is that they feel like they finally have learned enough to feel ready to do something about it. And I feel like a lot of people get stuck in this phase of, I have to know all, I have to be all, I have to have all, whatever it is that you might have said as an excuse, it just holds you back and it keeps you stuck. And we feel like we have to have all this education and know absolutely everything because uncertainty and the unknown is like the death of us. We're freaking afraid of it, (laughs) right? That's where fear comes from. And so finally, when people get the chance to say, okay, I feel like I've learned enough, then they go after it. Well, if you're in this bucket, I have to ask you the question of how much time did it take you to finally say, okay, I'm ready? Because I have to imagine for most people that it is a lot of time, a lot of wasted months, days, years, who knows, right? And so if you find yourself in this bucket of like, wow, I haven't done anything yet because I feel like I'm just, I'm not ready. I haven't learned enough yet. Well, how can we get you out of that bucket, right? And I think that the best way to do this is to start to look and take inventory of what's going on in your head and start to flip the script on certain things that you find true or things that you don't find true, right? And getting those negative thoughts out of your head. And so, if you're looking for more guidance on that, I have done previous podcast episodes. You can just scroll through wherever platform you're listening from this uh, or to this from. But last week I did um, an episode on priming your mindset for success. Specifically, I don't talk a lot about flipping the script too much. I do to a standpoint, but there's definitely other episodes that I would point you to. So just go take a look. You might find some really good stuff in the library. But if you find yourself stuck there, then congratulations, you just figured that out. And now it's a gift to the point where you can go and tackle it and no longer be stuck there or continue to wait who knows how long to take action because you finally feel ready or you feel like you you know all the things. Okay, And then the last one is that people will finally make change if it hurts so badly that they can't imagine living another day the way that they're living it. And this is the one that I feel like a lot of us fall into outside of the one that I just mentioned. I know for me personally, this is where I was stuck for years. And it just got to a point, like people ask me all the time, like, what got you to move? What finally allowed for you to shift? And I was like, well, you know, there there's a lot of different things that happened. But if I'm being completely honest, I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like I knew that I was meant for more and there was just that point, like that final breaking moment where I was so sick and tired of crying to the point where I couldn't breathe and like I I just, I had nothing. I had nothing to be excited or look forward to and that pain drove me to just say, I don't know what it is that I'm doing, but I'm going to keep, I have to not go in that direction. I have to find a way to keep putting one foot in front of the other and then, you know, fast forward to now, this is where I'm at. And based off of what I've seen, not only my friend going through, but a lot of other people, is a lot of people are stuck here. And this is honestly, you guys, if I could say what my number one mission is outside of like making people super strong physically and mentally and emotionally, it's this right here. It's not having so many people wait until it hurts so badly that they waste so much time of their life when they could be living. And what I'll share as a tangent on that is I'm not ashamed of how long it took me to wake up. I am super grateful for everything that I went through because it's allowing for me to coach and help other people through it, hence my mission, right? So if you found that you have been in this autopilot feeling for long and you're just getting sick and tired of being sick and tired, don't hold a grudge over yourself for it taking this long because that's only going to put you into a more negative cycle. Be grateful that you now have all the ammo that you need and see it as a gift to then use that stuff as an right? right? I know I don't want to do this. And by going through this, this is going to allow for me to serve someone else someday or allow for me to be stronger in whatever way that I can be. So I never, ever regret it. But I do want to make sure that if I can help it, that I don't watch other people, especially people that I love and are within my circle, go through that. Because there's nothing worse than regret and saying, what if? And I try and not use those things in my vocabulary, but I know there's a lot of people that are wondering and feeling that right now. So just take a moment to figure out which bucket, and maybe, who knows, maybe you fall in a couple of different buckets, but see which bucket you fall within, and that could give you a lot of clarity of what step that I'm about to explain to you that you need to take next. And really the way that I I organize these in the order that I'll talk about them is Each step that I took during my transformation, but in the order that I actually took them. And so the very step that I took when I decided to draw that line in the sand and not live the life that I was living anymore was to stop the comparison game that I was playing with my past self. And notice how I said not the comparison game with others. I'm talking about the comparison game that I was playing with my previous self. I think that this one hurts us more than us comparing ourselves to other people. I will bet money on it because I'm assuming that there's probably been a point in time in your life where things were really good and you were at some point really proud of yourself and you felt confident, like you had worth, right? My friend that was going through this, like I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, he had accomplished a lot of things and his story is absolutely incredible. And then all of a sudden when you hit this like plateau, And you're kind of lost. Like you feel like you've hit the top and you don't really know what's next. Or maybe you start to have this idea of next, but you just feel like you're walking on quicksand. It is so frustrating and it's so deflating to, again, to this point where you start to go on autopilot because all you're doing is sitting in this gap of comparing yourself to what you used to be. And I think that this falls fate for a lot of athletes. Like, Oh, I used to be able to do this and now my body has changed or now I've grown up or whatever the case is, right? Where my body just doesn't do that anymore. There's so many things that we do to ourselves to compare ourselves to our past selves. And so if there's any recommendation that I can give to each of you of where to start is to think about how you might be comparing yourself to your past self. Now, I think that it is helpful, however, to look back and see your past as a sign or a way to see the proof that you can do it, that you can take this next step or this next chapter in your life and freaking rock it. That is the only reason why I think you should look back is to appreciate where you have been, but take that proof with you to use it as your momentum to continue to move forward. But never, ever, ever set it as your expectation or your measure of success because here's the thing, you are in a completely state of mind and a completely different season of life than you're in right now so why would we ever expect ourselves to still have those same expectations those same standards those same goals those same dreams like for god's sakes when i was younger i wanted to be a broadway dancer that's exactly what i wanted to be clearly i'm not doing that i'm 28 about to turn 29 years old in may i am not doing that and i had to make some tough decisions along the way to decide that that was not the path for me but because i was able to appreciate the things from wow i really like performing for people i really like having this much energy and being in the spotlight and then transmitting that energy for other people to feel in the audience that translated to years later of me wanting to be a keynote speaker and to me also loving being on this competitive stage of showing myself what it is that I'm capable of right and and showing people what they're also capable of too so like there might be a lot of magic waiting in your past but it's not in comparing yourself to what you could have been or what you were at some point, if that makes sense, okay? So that's the first place that I would start is just take some time to really think about what that looks like for you and if you found yourself in that space because I know that I did and once I started to tackle that, then I was able to reset expectations and goals and dreams for where I was going next and that perfectly takes me into step number two which is taking steps in solving your identity crisis. Guys, I I explain this moment so often about the moment when I looked in the mirror after trying on dress after dress after dress. And again, zippers were breaking and all the things. And I just finally was alone and silent in the dressing room and got to meet myself eye to eye for the first time in a really long time. And in that moment, I was like, I have no idea who I am. I have no idea who's staring back at me, not just physically, but like mentally. Like I, I just don't know who you are anymore. And so that next step that I took was starting to figure out who I was. And I think that identity is one of the touchier and almost scarier topics up there next to what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life and your vision. (laughs) Because here's the thing. We don't have it all figured out and we probably won't have it all figured out for God's sakes. I am again, 28 years old. If I was to have every single step figured out, I'm sorry. I feel like I would cut myself short. I truly believe so because As I go through new things, I learn more things about myself and I learn more things and I'm able to level up in ways that I never thought were possible. And so if I was to set all of the goals and all the dreams and all the standards and everything that I was supposed to do when I was younger, I probably would not be shooting for the stars. I would be shooting to what was most convenient. And if you're shooting for what's most convenient in your life, again, you were selling yourself short and you were worth way freaking more than that. So how do you start to figure out who you are? Okay. Again, scary question. <laughs> A lot of people are like, I don't, I don't even know what question to ask myself. And the thing that you need to ask yourself is starting super small with what is it that I like? What are the things that I don't like? I think that nowadays we get really good at asking other people those questions, but we never ask ourselves those questions. Oh, honey, how was dinner? Did you like it? What did you not like? All the things, right? we will go bend over backwards and ask all of those questions to impress and be there and people please for others. But why don't we do that for ourselves? So instead of being like, hey, did they like it? How about you ask yourself, did I like that? Did that feel good to me? What did, what didn't, why? Those simple questions are going to get you answers and get you clarity on, okay, I didn't like that. Let's go try this. And speaking of trying things, One of the things that I just started doing was, okay, I maybe don't even know what I like and what I don't like, so I'm just going to write down a bunch of things that maybe I've either been too afraid to try or things that I've wanted to try at some point that maybe couldn't because of certain circumstances, You just start to brain dump a list of like, almost like a bucket list, right? Of like, what are the different things that I want to try from different foods to places you want to travel to moments and experiences that you want to create, like have some freaking fun with it. Like this makes me excited. I'm like, man, I always set a goal to try and do something new every single month. I tried pole dancing one month. It was the most fun thing that I've ever done. Okay. So go and try new things. And through that, again, you're going to learn about yourself and you're going to learn about those things of whoa, I realize I actually have a knack for this. I'm really passionate about this. And you can start to go down that rabbit hole and start to figure out some really, really cool things, okay? And I think just to end that point, is start saying yes to more things. Like, I say this with a grain of salt because I don't want this to be, like, if you've ever seen the movie Yes Man, I've done a podcast on Yes Man before. It's called Saying Yes, and it's literally one of the most fun podcasts I've ever done. But I'm not saying yes, to say yes to the things that are going to take up your time and your energy in a negative way. I'm talking about the things that you're like, oh, maybe I've just been too afraid to say yes. Or maybe I just, I don't know, I felt like I couldn't say yes. Say yes to those things. Because again, you're going to learn something in the process. Last few here that I want to share. And the third step is communicating that you aren't okay. And this is where I give my friend Such a big pat on the back for coming out on social media and being courageous and being like, hey, I can't hold it in any longer. I'm going to share this for myself to set myself free, but then to also help someone else and to also allow and receive that help from other people, from the people that I feel like in my circle could help me rise up. I think that being able to communicate that, again, does exactly what I just said, is you are finally able to set yourself free. When I finally said to my parents and just to the people around me, like, I'm not okay and I need help and I don't know what to do, they were willing to listen and just allow for me to be and then allow for me to figure it out and try and help and give advice along the way when I needed it most. And so you never know by sharing those things just how much it could change your life and how much it gives the opportunity for someone else to help. And I know that sometimes we don't ask for help because we are afraid that we are a burden on other people. I know sometimes that's why I don't. And it's one of the reasons I suck at delegating is because, oh, I should be fine to handle this all by myself. I don't want to inconvenience anyone else. No. Do you realize, for example, like my mission and passion and things that I think that I, I have a purpose on this earth of doing is helping other people. When you ask me to help, i am living my purpose i feel meaning i feel excitement and joy by doing that so by you holding that back because you feel like you're going to inconvenience other people you could be keeping other people from their purpose and i know this isn't about them but i really want for those of you that feel like you are inconveniencing other people to recognize that you're not and if you are then they'll probably say it or they just won't respond and then guess what The right people, if you just keep conveying the right genuine intentions, they will come to your circle. You will attract them and you will level up as a byproduct of it. Like finally being able to let myself free and admitting that felt so good. And then the people that came into my life to help me, granted, not all of them are still here today, but they allowed for me to get to this next chapter of individuals that I can't imagine living my life without. It almost makes me emotional thinking about it. Like I have the best people in the entire world in my corner and it's because i allowed for myself to have that moment of communicating i wasn't okay and then the fourth and final step that i took was building confidence and i think that this is another really tough subject to talk about because confidence i think is a feeling or or something that people think that it's a feeling right they think that in order to do something, they have to feel confident or they won't do something until they feel confident. It's like that same idea of if I know enough, then I'll finally go after it, right? I feel like those two are one and the same. But if you have a chance after this, I want you to go and listen to a podcast. Mel Robbins just did this. It was an episode from a few days ago, maybe a week ago, and it was all about building unstoppable, unstoppable, oh, unstoppable confidence. Sorry, I totally just burped a little bit. My bad. Unstoppable Confidence with Mel Robbins. So go to her podcast and listen to it. It's about an hour long. So yes, it's a little lengthy, but she's really big on backing things by science. And I love the way that she approaches it because the way and the thing that hit me the most of when I was listening to this is that she said confidence is not a feeling. It is a skill that you build. So if you are sitting there sabotaging yourself, waiting until you feel confident to do something, then you are merely just sabotaging yourself. You are literally wasting your time and you're going to find regret. You're going to say what if versus confidence. The definition of it is being courageous enough to try. Doesn't that make you feel better of, wow, confidence doesn't mean that I have it all figured out. It just means that I'm willing to try. It was so good. Again, I want you to go and listen to that. But I just wanted to leave you with that little nugget and then leave you with a nugget of my own, which is the way that I've learned to build my confidence and trust myself and believe in myself is by learning to love fear. And I know a couple weeks ago I did an episode about learning to love fear, so you can go and listen to that too. But those simple things of keeping my promise to myself and doing so in a way by doing one thing a day that scares me, whether it's something really small, like asking the question or having the conversation or putting myself out there to going and doing the freaking double dipper, like whatever that looks like, right? Doing those things that scared me allow for me to build that confidence and that trust in myself for those big moments when it matters, like this week, when I'm going to be reliant on shutting all of the noise out. And it's just me in that course. And I have to trust myself that I am fully prepared and I am ready for this moment. So those are my four steps, and I do want to give a quick shout out really quick to uh, my friend Kaylee. She's the one that sent me the podcast by Mel Robbins. So thank you, Kaylee. Thank you for listening as well. Uh, the podcast was just absolutely incredible. So that's what I have for you guys. Okay? Those are the four simple steps that I think that, regardless of where you're at on that continuum, I think that at least one of those steps will genuinely impact you. And the final message that I want to leave you with today is don't just exist be. Be that person that you are capable of being. You already have everything that you need within to go out there and live an incredible life, to live life on your terms. Take these four steps, wipe the gunk off the windshield so you can see clearly, and you will start step by step, one thing at a time, start pulling everything that's already within you out to the surface. And what you will find, who you will become, The life that you will step into is one that is going to go beyond your expectations. Thank you guys so much for showing up for you today. And again, if this is something that truly impacted you and you feel like a friend needs to hear this, please be the light in someone else's life today and share that podcast. Okay. Again, thank you so much for all the love and support in my journey. I cannot wait to share some lessons, some of the experiences next week on the podcast. Of course, what I can share after filming the show this week. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go do my thing and you guys go do your freaking thing, okay? Let's do the freaking thing together. See you guys next week.